Top Shelf Fantasy. Shelfies, we got another podcast coming at you. Me and Scotty in the building. This is podcast number 260. It's Wednesday, August 16th. As always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, now it's X at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check us out on TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, we've been talking about this. It's coming out. The draft kit will be ready this week. You will have all of our rankings updated. You'll have our breakout sleepers, busts, uh, dart throws, all the good stuff. Everything is coming. This is the time. Fantasy football is here, everybody. Sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming so wrap it up flip it up put in your <laughs> waistband your boxer briefs don't don't let it show <laughs> uh we're all very excited and you know we go through it in our own personal way i'm sorry about that um <laughs> but just Scotty, to... can you please come to the front of class and solve this problem <laughs> <laughs> why are you hunched over like humpback of no <laughs> 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 um but also uh tsf listener league we are we have five spots left again if you follow us on twitter facebook or instagram our recent post um we're giving away a signed zay flowers jersey all i have to do is comment on a post on any of the social media accounts and you have a chance to be in the league um we've had a few people that that have commented on it so you know they're in the pool uh we'd like to get some new blood in there so if, if you're hearing this it's just an, an, a simple like and comment. That's it for a chance to win a really sweet jersey. It's the purple jersey, right? Yeah, it's the purple one. It actually, just came in today. Awesome. I have it. I have it in my. Um, oh, really? Nice. In, yeah, I could. I could great grab it, but I haven't taken it out of the package yet. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, I usually keep it in there j- just in case. Like, yeah. Kid, oh, yeah. The kids are like, hey, what the hell is this? Like, don't fucking touch that. You're in the league. <laughs> you didn't comment. <laughs> you don't even have spotify have it. get out of here speaking uh, of spotify if you have spotify go on like us give us five well, first of all you have to listen to a podcast first before it allows you to give us five stars but then give us five stars yeah i mean it, it only helps us grow uh i noticed that t- today i'm like three ratings like there's a lot more people that do it but again like i didn't even know to, to do it either so Get on there, give us five stars. Um, I don't have Spotify, but Kara said she went on and liked it today, so sweet. that should be good. Love it, uh, and and also for the listener league, you, you get a beer glass. We got plenty of stickers to give away. Uh, TSF swag, TSF gift card if you want that over a shirt. You know, there's a, a lot of stuff we're going to give away. Um, there's also a ton of stuff on the store that we can like, or not even like the store we can custom make for you that has TSF stuff on it. If you want, you want a fanny pack. A WAP pack, we got those. The WAP packs, I do, I, I still have mine. I have mine. Yeah, sitting in my room. All right. Um. So I guess we'll start with it. Um. Well, news. Yep. I'll I'll go over the injuries real quick. We'll get into the meat and potatoes. Um. Few injuries. Traylon Burks uh, to miss a few weeks. LCL sprain. Uh, scary injury today. Uh, as a Burks owner in at least one league, I spelled it wrong. Thank you, Dows. Um, I think him m- missing a few weeks that might mean he misses week one um, at the worst. I think that's a win for everyone that that got the news and saw the play. Um, so I'm happy about that. And not so 
happy news. Uh, Russell Gage, who has fought injuries the last couple of seasons, his season's over. Um, unfortunate. I mean, not that I'm drafting this guy in any fantasy league or anything. Um, but I mean, this is a guy we we've liked since he came into the league with the Falcons. So um, it's just sad to see his season's over. Career is likely over as well too. Um, same with Damari Bird. Uh, he's getting older. Um, where are you signing again? Carolina? Uh, Carolina, yeah. Carolina. His season's over. Um, b- before even started, I guess. I didn't, didn't even know he was there. Um, so both those guys, uh, goodbye. Uh, Jameson Williams is injured. Uh, came up. Um, looked like it was like a, a non-contact. Came out holding his right hammy. Uh, I haven't really heard too much about it. But again, he's out six weeks anyways to start the season. So maybe that's probably the reason why we aren't hearing too much about it. Cause it's kind of like, all right, by week seven, it's probably fine. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, Mike Kosecki uh, suffered a mid, a mild dislocated shoulder uh, week one status in not in doubt, I guess in question. Um, so if he m- misses time, it's kind of the same as trail and Burks. I, I, I could see week one, um, but it should be right back out there week one, week two. So, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, not like you're going out and drafting Pat's tight ends in any redraft leagues anyway. So you're yeah, fine there. I mean, a, a mild dislocated shoulder is hopefully nothing. So hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Um, the only thing I'd be worried about Traylon Burks is, is that we've known him to be a conditioning problem uh, for his team showing up, you know, not in shape, not ready to run and kind of playing into that football shape, Shaquille O'Neal style. Um but I don't know if it's an LCL sprain. That means he's going to be off his feet, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks, and then he's back. Maybe he misses week one. Um, the only thing I'd be concerned about, like I said, is the conditioning portion. If you're not on, if you can't walk. It's hard to condition yourself, and especially to get into into football shape. Um, that's the only downside. The other guys, you know, Russell Gage, Demir Bird, they're probably not on your fantasy teams if you drafted already. So, uh, not a big deal with them being hurt. I do have Russell Gage in a dynasty league works out perfectly for me. I'm sad that the guy's <laughs> injured again, but I That's right. couldn't be happier because I'm tanking this year. Um, and then Jamison Williams, like you said, he's going to have three months to get ready from, from a hamstring. Unless he's Keenan Allen, he's, he's good to go. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not concerned about any of these guys, really. Gesicki, I wouldn't have on a team anyways. Yeah. Same here. Um, in other, in other news, um, Jonathan Taylor is excused from the team for quote unquote personal matter. Um, he just returned to the team rehabbing and stuff, and he's gone again. If it's personal matter, it could be. Um, but we've seen you know him not happy, so him being excused might be him not being happy again. So that's another disaster. Yeah, I mean, he was back at practice, but still demonstratively saying that he was still seeking a trade or requesting a trade. Um, he's not happy with Indianapolis and his contract situation and blah, blah, blah. So all of that kind of boils down to this, this one ball of concern that I have with Jonathan Taylor's status when it comes to week one this season, uh, you know, is he going to request another excused absence for the game on Sunday? You know, you know, you never know. Um, and the flip side of that too, is we see, these excused absences for personal matters uh, or we've seen them in the past we saw it with Calvin Ridley he had an excused absence to go you know get treatment for whatever disorder was and then all of a sudden he's gambling on games and he's out 
uh, out of football for you. Now, do I think that's the case with Jonathan Taylor? No, but personal matter isn't as cut and dry as, you know, when you and I miss a, a day at work for a personal matter, which usually means, you know, somebody died. Um, this, <laughs> the NFL is a little bit more convoluted with their excused absences. So um, definitely something worth monitoring is, is until you see Jonathan Taylor say that he's happy and content and he's revoked his trade claw or uh, his trade request. Every piece of news that comes out, I'm a little panicked as far as that goes. Yeah, and just to add a bit to that, um, they did sign Kenyon Drake. I do believe that's the team he went to, right? Mm-hmm. And they Correct. did bring Kareem Hunt in for a visit as well. So, I mean, that's yep. that's a sign saying like, hey, you know, bring guys in to work out. They brought a few other guys in, but I think Hunt's the bigger name. Uh, I mean, Hunt and Fournette are out there. So, Taylor, if you keep on doing this, we don't mind signing these guys, especially for a team yeah, that's, I mean, that's really going nowhere this year. Yeah, and, um, and they still are rostering Deion Jackson. They drafted that rookie, um, Evan, Evan Hull. Hull. Like they've they've got options at running back. Yeah, uh, he, Zach Moss is going to be back. I think. Oh, he broke his hand, but he could be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, week one, two weeks. week two, week, yeah, yeah, back. But yeah, I mean, we saw Deion Jackson play last year. Did great. We saw Zach Moss go there kind of overtake Deion Jackson. Um did did great. I mean, say what you want about yeah. Zach Moss. Um in crunch time when he's called upon, he he's done well for the Bills and the Colts. So uh again, there's there's backs in the league that you can you can just grab and not do the same thing, but do something. Yeah. Eighty percent of the same thing for a, a, a tenth of the price. So um this is why the the NFL went running back by committee. It, it's it's exactly this all over again. So I don't know. I don't know what leverage Jonathan Taylor thinks he has, other than he's a very good, uh, good, very good runner of the football. But um, teams don't care. They'll 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 replace you for less money. Yep. Uh, Anthony Richardson is named the starting quarterback for the Colts. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor's team, um, kind of a surprise to me. I mean. It, you saw him last week in his preseason game. Um, still very raw. I mean, it's a guy that completed 50% of passes in college. That's n- not good. Throwing off his back foot for interceptions. Like, we've seen guys like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick M- Mahomes, God, Jordan Love for three years. Like, they don't start as rookies. They, they sit most of the year or maybe a full year next year. I mean, Jalen Hurts did the same thing. Like, Give these guys time. Don't throw them right out there right away and get them clobbered. That could destroy a kid's career. And you have Gardner Minshew too. Like, not that he's the best quarterback out there, but he's serviceable and he's fun. Like the crowd's gonna like him as much as they like Anthony Richardson. They're not gonna like Richardson when he's throwing pick sixes like twice a game. Yeah, and you still have you know viable fantasy targets on on this team that you'd like to see still produce, right? Like uh, Michael Pittman, you want to see play well because you're drafting him, you know, probably pretty high in your draft. So relatively high, yeah. um, whether it's Gardner Minshew or, you know, Gardner Minshew or um, Anthony Richardson, like you got to get these guys the ball and you got to get them involved in the offense one way or another. Um, if, if Richardson can't do it, like you said, there's nothing more detrimental than a mid season benching. Uh, we've seen, you know, guys fall apart from from exactly that. So I'd hate to see that become his future. Um, hopefully they're right. Hopefully they're seeing something in camp that we're not seeing in that preseason game and and 
they have the confidence that he's going to go out and play well. Um, it's, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm personally it, rooting for him. I don't have any shares anywhere, but I like to see him play and, and ball out. Yeah, I have one share of him. Um, I'm taking this year. So we're at max PF. I didn't want him to start <laughs> just so <laughs> I can get him and Caleb for the, the future. But um, just weird to name a starter this early. You have two more weeks left of uh, preseason. Like, if if you think it's going to be the starter, why why say it now? Why not say it in two weeks? That I, I, I just the Colts again. Just they like, just like they have to put it out there so fast. Yeah, just like the same thing. Ursay talking shit up to JT. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just, yeah, just like and bite well, your tongue. Like, I get it in the regard of you want Anthony Richardson to feel comfortable in his role that he's the number one quarterback. But there's no reason to make some sort of grandiose announcement or, you know, you know, breaking news alert that Anthony Richardson is named the number one quarterback. All you have to do is give him first team reps and give Gardner Minshew second team reps in practice. And then come week one, Anthony Richardson lines up under center to start the game and you know who the starter is. You know, you haven't heard these announcements about Bryce Young or even really C.J. Stroud. You've just heard that they're taking all the first team reps at practice and that the presumption is that they will be the starter when week one comes around. Um, I don't know. For some reason, Ursay and the Colts like to make a spectacle of seemingly everything. And I don't get it. It creates a parade around a player that doesn't need to be there. It creates undue pressure. Um, you know, it's just weird. Honestly, that's the only way I can put it. You don't need to do this the the starter becomes evident when the starter becomes evident. I mean, look at New England with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Nobody's saying there's a competition or, or we all know there is a competition because of what happened last year, but nobody's saying that there's a decided winner. There's a decided loser. We're not naming quarterbacks. And what does Bill Belichick say every single time he's asked? It's like, I'm going to start whoever's best with the team. I'm going to start whoever's best yeah. with the team. You just shut up. Like the, the coaches, the owners just shut up. Like you'll figure it out when the time comes, which is week one, which is three weeks from now, like relax a bit. Yeah. Like the Falcons aren't saying, Oh, it's Ritter. It's Oh, it's a battle. We're in Heineke. We assume it's Ritter, but don't, don't put the pressure on him. And behind closed doors, you know, uh, Arthur Smith is probably telling Ritter. Yeah, it is you, man. Of course it's you. Obviously like no big deal. We brought in Heineke as a backup, but you don't, you keep it internal. It's keep it in house, man silliness yep and the last news before we get to the big news uh trey lance sucks yeah i don't even know if this is news because we've known it for a while i think it's news to about one person in america and his name is dickie laflam um he was was just bad um he got a lot of time in the first week of preseason and he was just he he was bad i mean he threw a touchdown that tipped off a defender's hands and the tight end's hands. So time. it's like, yeah. it doesn't even count as a tight done. And you look like, at the play, and it's the wrong read, an underthrown ball, should have been picked, and then it ends up in Ross Welly's hands. Great. But the first three things are what's important. Like, it should have been picked, underthrown, wrong read. That's three bad things for a quarterback. Underthrown in, in the game. back of the end zone. It's you, you should at least overthrow the, the ball. The yeah. guy comes, comes down with it, or it's out of bounds. Don't exactly. risk the fucking pick. Exactly. High and out. Learn. That's it. But that's why, uh, you know, when I'm talking about a team that is mentioning it, Brock Purdy is the easy QB one in San Fran. And everybody has, you know, backed that since day one. Mm-hmm. Except for yep. Dickie. 
All right, get to the big news. Dows, you can take it. Uh, start with whoever you want. Yeah, on Monday, um, these things came in kind of rapid succession, the biggest news of the week. Uh, let's go Zeke Elliott first signed with the New England Patriots for what, $6 million? Six and six and it's change? It's like one year, $3 million bonus, $2 million if he hits his incentives. I don't, we don't okay. know what the incentives are. I'm guessing it's yeah. touchdowns and yardage. It's what it yeah. usually is. It's either that or it's um, snap percentage. What are the Saints always do? Snap, yeah, snap count or snap mm-hmm. percentage. Remember when Mark Ingram Mark be throwing Ingram. his fit every single year yep. when Sean Payton? Like, oh no, you got forty nine, not fifty. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so Zeke Elliott joins the team. I think the only way to there's a lot of ways to look at this, but I think the only way to look at it objectively is to break it into two different facets, right, or two different um, mindsets essentially when you're trying to analyze it. One is the NFL aspect and one is the fantasy aspect from an NFL standpoint, you know, Patriots knocked it out of the ballpark. It's exactly what they needed. You can see they had a weakness at the running back position behind Ramondre Stevenson. It was evident in the preseason game, uh, Pierre strong, Kevin Harris, uh, Ty Montgomery who didn't play JJ Taylor. These guys are not enough behind Ramondre Stevenson and asking him to be a bell cow running back is not the way Bill Belichick or the NFL runs offenses anymore. So bringing in a guy like Zeke, is fantastic. I love it uh, as a Patriots fan. I love it as a football fan. I think what he provides from an NFL aspect is fantastic. Now, the flip side, the fantasy aspect is a lot harder to get behind. Um, If you're a Zeke owner, you're stoked uh, because he has a home and he has a home where there's a world where he could be massively influential and, and, and used in this offense and impactful. He could easily play that little Garrett Blunt role of a few years back where he, you know, I don't know if he led the league in touchdowns, but he had like 16 touchdowns. 16, yeah. Um, yeah. He could uh, be the between the back or between the the tackles back while Ramondre Stevenson does some outside stuff in the receiving game. Or, or you could flip that and Ramondre can take it between the tackles and Zeke can do some stuff in the receiving game because he's averaged, what I say the other day, 43 catches a season. And that's including last year with 17. Yeah. So if he's looking at, I mean, the only way I can look at this is that it's almost a 1A, 1B. And I think that Ramondre is still like a, a far and away the 1A. It's like a 1A and 1D. But, um, you know, I don't think there's any any way you can spin it to say it doesn't hurt Ramondre's value a little bit, or at least his, his ceiling comes down from where it may have been. But there's also the, the, the thought process says, okay, well, he's rested. So now he can go out and give 100%. And if it turns into Zeke and Tony Pollard from last year, I think everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, so Stevenson's probably going around RB9, RB10, ADP before this. Um, ADP is probably not updated too well yet because it's pretty, pretty fresh. Uh, even rankings aren't even updated a lot on sites um, because it's so fresh. People just don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to the other back too with Dove and Cook. Um but I think that this is great news for Stevenson because it could have been Dalvin Cook. It could have been Lennon Fournette, who yes. is a, a if you brought Fournette in, that all right, boom, he's the goal line back. Like that, that's why Fournette's there. Like Zeke can kind of do it all. And I know he's lost a step. And I do agree with you that that Stevenson is the one A. But I don't think he drops down too much. Like maybe RB 12, 13, maybe even RB 11, because he was a rare back in the league. Like he's a three down back. Now he has competition. 
all right, he's there with almost every other team in the NFL. There's an, another guy there. Every team has it. So people that are freaking out about, but oh, Zeke's there. Like, okay, well, Damon Harris was there last year too, and he stole a bunch of touchdowns when he played too. Like, he's it was almost a split. And I do agree with you. Like, all right, take some work off Stevenson because we see RBs break down like crazy if they're getting 300 carries and 80 targets or eight, probably more than that in this offense with the receivers we do have. So I right. think it's great for Zeke. Again, great for no, it's great for Stevenson because it could have been a lot worse. Zeke has a home. $6 million is nothing to you know look away from because our beers are getting one to two million bucks, especially this late in the the off season. It's a guy. I mean, not that old, twenty eight uh, years old is not too old for an RB. But Zeke came in the league so young, and his he's got a lot of miles on him. But um, as a Pats fan, holy shit, I I, I took a step back because I was like, kind of pissed. Like, I love Stevenson. Like I want him in every league. This hurts him a bit. Like, wait, I'm a Pats fan. We have Zeke. This is fucking awesome. Like, we still yeah. m- might suck, but have fun sucking. And and I was talking to Derek, um, frequent podcast uh, guest star that we've had on a few times, Derek Creighton. And he actually brought up an, an interesting question, just kind of like a, an interesting thought game. And it, he said, do you think the Patriots are regretting not signing Damian Harris for $1.1 million now that they signed Zeke for six? And hands I was like, down. Because we were talking about Damian Harris a little bit. Um, I was talking trade, as always. But... I was like, that, it's, it's an interesting, I'd like to get in Bill's head for a minute. You know, I know the, the stories have come out since the Zeke signing that he's been a big fan of Zeke for a long time. So there might've been a world that even if Damian Harris was here, he still would have pursued Zeke if he had the cap space. But I think that Belichick being the ever frugal GM that he is would have loved to, you know, retrospectively or, you know, hindsight being 2020 just kept Damian Harris for even two or 3 million and never had to bring Zeke in in the first place. Um, which is not even necessarily a misstep from a, a GM perspective, but it's interesting to think about um, if there are any regrets on, on letting him walk for such a little sum. Yeah. And there could be because you get Harris for, or say you get what one point something, give him two for a year. Yeah. You have a lot more wiggle room to sign a guy like DeAndre Hopkins right? to, to make that contract work. Yep. I'd rather Harris and Hopkins than just Zeke, of course. Uh, but it also could be a different way. Like, hey, we sh- we had this cap space trying to get Hopkins, didn't get him. We have all the space left. What's six million bucks for one year? Like, right. we're not putting that anywhere else. Like, he could have taken three, but like, hey, you know, we'll give you incentives. Like, we have the space. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the one thing I think the one thing you have to admit is Zeke's pass protection is far far better than Damian Harris. But as far as running backs go, you know, run, actually running the football, I don't think there's a massive gap between the two. Um, not at now. all. Not yeah, not now. Maybe you know, Prime Zeke. Yeah, I think he has a significant edge. I think Prime Zeke has a significant edge over a lot of people. Uh, but right now, I don't know. I mean, you could even argue Damian Harris might have a little bit of speed on him. Um, well, maybe. Who knows? He's always hurt too. So yeah, what can we tell for sure? But no, definitely super interesting. And I think you made a great point too. Is it could have been worse for Ramondre Stevenson um, because the other guy, Dalvin Cook, stayed out of town. And I think Dalvin Cook at this point in his career has a little bit more to give than Zeke. And then also plays 
uh, a little bit different game. Um, he, he's got the the potential to explode, take a ball to the house. I think, I mean, we still see Zeke run away from people, but it's, it's a lot less often yeah, than we see it out of Dalvin. Not Cook. Cook. Yeah. Right. And, and if, if that happens and, you know, Zeke takes, I mean, sorry, uh, Dalvin Cook takes a 60 yarder to the house. Boom. That drives over. Um, Ramondre didn't touch the ball on it. He, Probably that game is not going to clip 100 yards because you just burned one of your offensive possessions on a real quick uh, touchdown to somebody else. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can get into Dalvin Cook now signing with yep. the Jets. You want to take this one? I kind of talked everything on Zeke first. So, yeah, sure. Um, we we knew, I think we all knew um, he was going to go to the Jets. It was more of it just took a lot longer than we thought. I know he, he was linked to. Miami, of course, New England. For some reason, he's like, I want to be in the AFC East. I'm only going there, and that's it. Um, linked to even Buffalo, too. So the four teams he was linked to was in the same division. So he does want to play in this division. He signed with the Jets. Um, of course, th- this, I wouldn't say crushes Brees Hall. Um, I think Brees Hall is still kind of like Ramondre, the 1A in the team. But Cook's the 1B instead of the Zeke being a 1C or a 1D. Like, again, Cook is is doing more than Zeke is at this point um, in his career. So with the injury to Brees Hall coming off of, um, was it ACL? Yeah, ACL. Yeah, so uh, I, I know he's off the pup. Uh, Dev, Devin Cook is still hurt, too. He's still a week away from even practicing. So um, they're getting both. Both these guys back from injuries at the same time. So it would be interesting to see. I think everyone thought, oh, Bruce Hall is going to miss the first week. No one even realized Cook is still out, too. Like he's still not, he still can't be, be on a field. So, yeah, the um, narrative going around is like, oh, this is great. Now you can ease Bruce Hall back in. It's like Dalvin Cook might yeah, not he's, be ready to ease Bruce yeah, Hall. Like, back we in. could see Michael <laughs> Carter get 20 carries week one. Like, right. like that's, that could happen. I, I I don't think so. They're both yeah. back, so that's a great sign. Um, but I mean, it's a one-year deal, uh, eight point six million bucks. I don't know what the guarantee is, but um, I think that's fantastic. I think we, we were talking, you know, the Cook and, and Zeke are, are not going to get close to even five million bucks or six million bucks. Him to get eight point six. I know Rogers took a a pay cut, and again, it's a one-year deal. So hey, we we have the cap. We'll use it on this. You know, uh, Cook is was kind of sitting there saying, you know, I do want to get paid. Um, so I mean, I think eight point six is very good for the RB market now for a guy that old. But it does hurt Brees Hall. Um, I still think Brees Hall is the one A there. Um, I I I still haven't really dove too deep into this to where I where I push back Hall and where I move up cook. Cause in our rankings, of course, cook was pr- pretty low. He wasn't on a team. So we were kind of hesitant to say, Oh, he's, you know, RB 25 because if he goes to a team, he's going to be great. It depends w- where he goes. I don't know how, where he ranks now. I don't know where Hall ranks now in Dallas. I, I don't know if you dove too deep into this. I think Hall was around where Stevenson was going to go, uh, you know, between RB 10 and RB 12 bef- before the cook. Signing, where do you think Hall goes down to? Are we 15 or is that, or, or are you still taking him? Because, like, again, if he didn't get hurt l- last year, we're talking about uh, uh, Hall the same sentence as we're talking about CMC Eckler. 
Like yeah, that's how I don't, good Hall was. I think RB twelve ADP before was a steal, anyways. Yeah. So I don't want to move him back too much because I think RB twelve. All right, that doesn't make sense now. Yeah, I don't anticipate moving him down much. Um, I, I know we had this back and forth in our in our group chat, um, and I really think it could just be the Aaron Jones AJ Dillon split of a year before. And if Brees Hall is a Aaron Jones, I'm happy. I mean, 213 carries, I think, with uh, 72 targets. Like, that's that's a great split. Um, and if that's going to be what we're looking at at a Brees Hall, I, I see no reason I have to move him down. Um, I didn't have Dalvin Cook ranked. He won't be ranked that high for me, at least not as high as Brees Hall. Um, I don't know exactly where I'll end up putting him. I'd have to take a look at my rankings, but... I'll probably have him outside RB2s, um, back end RB2 at the highest. Like 25, uh, 26 range, probably. Yeah, 25 to 30, somewhere in there. I know that's a kind of significant gap, but I think if he gets under 30, um, I think I'm even being a little aggressive at that point. I mean, again, if you use that A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones comp because you have Aaron Rodgers coming over from the same team last year, that means – we're probably ballparking him around that back end RB two finish. I think AJ Dillon was like 26 last year, 27. Um, and I do. And I think Dalvin cooks better than AJ Dillon. I guess I should say that while I'm on the topic, I think he's significantly better than him, even at this stage of his career. Um, I also think that the New York jets offensive line is better than the uh, Packers offensive line last year. So all of this being said, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time picturing the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers under under center producing two top two RBs. So, you know, an RB1 and an RB2. I just think that mathematically you have to have one of them outside that range. So I think putting him just outside an RB2 range kind of feels right for Dalvin Cook because I don't see Brees Hall going outside that. Um, you know, it, it's just so hard to say, right? Because they're joining an offense with a lot of moving pieces you have a brand new quarterback the same way I talked about on the the division podcast that we just did the NFC South. Um, you bring in a new quarterback, it changes the entire dynamic of the offense. So Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Chris Strievler last year under center are not producing the same offense that Aaron Rodgers is going to produce in the, in the exact same spot. And then on top of that, you don't even have the exact same spot because you have a ton of different receivers that need to be accounted for. And now you have this third wild card and another running back. So to, to try to determine what the splits are going to be, I think is is not a fool's errand, but it's just a, an exponentially difficult task to to undertake. Um, but as far as Brees Hall's movement, I don't see much. I don't see this as a plus or a minus for Brees Hall because I think he was already as pressured as he was going to be from the Michael Carter, um, Israel Abanaconda, and Zonovan Knight trifecta that were standing buff, uh, behind him. So now it's just the same exact pressure from another name. It's just Dalvin Cook. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's it's running back by a committee in the NFL. It's not like Brees Hall was going to carry the ball 400 times. He wasn't going to be Larry Johnson. You know, it, he was going to carry the ball 250 to 275 times tops, and then every other rushing attempt was going to go to someone else. Every other target after 50 was going to go to somebody else anyways. So there's a role to be had for Dal- for Dalvin Cook, what the ceiling is on that. It's going to depend on if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, I guess, where, where you want to think that ceiling is. Um, I just don't see it above an RB2. I don't even see it 
being an RB2. Yeah, like I think we talked separately um, off the pod. Like, if you're thinking these guys are going to be two RB2s or one's RB1, RB2, then you're moving Garrett Wilson down, and I just can't do that. Yeah, I'm not moving the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year who just got a four-time MVP <laughs> at quarterback. I'm not moving him down at all. Um, that I, I think that's a mistake, too. Yeah. Um, I have to agree. I I, I got to put him as like RB 25, 26. I think that's, I think that's fair until we know more. Like maybe in two weeks, it, it, it it's more clear. Like, all right, are both these guys healthy? Who's this is Hall limited. Is he going to miss the first two weeks? All right. Cook's getting to be up then. Like right now we just don't know. And right. I mean, there's a lot of drafts this weekend. So, um, that's one of those where I might just stay away and just pick, you know, a, a receiver at the time I'm going to pick Hall, pick a receiver by the time I pick Cook or a quarterback. Um, to just to be safe, like you could get a steal with picking Cook that late. Um, but I feel like, you know, he's new, newly signed. It, it's the hotness. He's going to go higher than he probably should this weekend. So don't who I would you take? It. Who would you take first? Between Brees Hall and Javante Williams, assuming that they're both healthy week one. Probably Brees Hall. Yeah. See, and yeah. and Brees Hall has more pressure behind him from Dalvin Cook than Javante Williams has behind him from Samaj P. Ryan. But I would still take Hall too. I mean, he, it's weird, right? He, he's one of the best running backs in the entire NFL. Like yeah. people forget that. Like again, like I said, he doesn't go down at all last year. He might be the one one over CMC. This is how good this guy was. Yeah, he was lighting the world on fire. Um, you know, huge, huge gains on running plays, huge gains on screen plays. An absolutely explosive guy. I think I looked up the PFF metrics. He was second in explosiveness. However, they rank that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just through the first seven games. So, I would love to have seen a full season of it. Um. We'll see. I mean, I have no, I have no concern about a basic ACL repair anymore either. I guess that's worth mentioning. Um, this is not a complicated J.K. Dobbins where you shredded every single part of your knee and it was just like a grenade went off. This was a simple ACL tear. They fixed him up. He's good to go. If Breesall says he's back, he's back. We see guys get these all the time. They get them repaired and they're they're good forever. So hmm. um, when. I don't know. So when factoring in an injury like that, I think it is important to look at the severity of it and to look at, you know, all angles of it. And I, I do expect Brees Hall to be back in full force this season and, and theoretically dominating the league again. And uh, I think one other thing that's important too, is that this is a uh, solo coach team. who came over from San Francisco off the Shanahan coaching tree. And he is very, very, uh, susceptible to to riding that hot hand at the running back position. Um, we've seen him do it a ton. We saw him do it last year when after Brees Hall went down, Michael Carter would get some run some games. Donovan Knight would get some run some games. Um, he, he you know he has no problem playing the hot hand. So if Brees Hall comes out and takes the first run for a big game, and he gets dubbed the hot hand of that day, which I think he's going to continue to do on a pretty regular basis. Dalvin Cook might even be an afterthought. And then, you know, flip it to the next week, and Dalvin Cook gets the first run for 10 yards, and now he's the hot hand, and Brees is an afterthought. That's 
that's probably the biggest concern I have with this offense is that both guys can be the alpha dog. It's just who's going to show up and seize it. And I just personally, I think it's Brees Hall. I, I think he's younger. I think he's hungry. And I think he's just at this point, a little bit more explosive than Dalvin cook. You know, if you gave me Dalvin cook five years ago, I wouldn't want to be trying to make a tackle against that backfield. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and we do see guys changing teams late in their careers and it usually doesn't pan out. It's usually a hot mess. Um, definitely not what they were before i mean it's a reason why the vikings moved off from cook um so again like like thinking like stephen jacks with the pats like that didn't work out yeah like like right. it, it 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 happens a lot i'm trying to think of like the last time that a like a big name really moved to another team and then had a great year there at the at, especially at the running back position uh brandon bolden obviously <laughs> <laughs> i mean aaron foster i mean he was hurt but Dolphins yeah. not great. Um, I mean, Lede and Tomlinson had a, I think one good year with the Jets, but that's Lede and Tomlinson. <laughs> uh, Mark Ingram, I guess, when he went to the Ravens from the Saints, he had like a couple decent seasons, pretty good. Yeah, seasons. true. That's really it, though. I mean, so we had to go back to Mark Ingram like six years ago to get one example. That's not a ringing endorsement for changing teams late in your career. Yeah, they're like Clinton Portis going to Washington, disaster. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, Forte going to the Jets. Not good. Oh, I more. forgot Forte went to the Jets. Oof. I think Larry Wilson Johnson McGahee went, went to... somewhere. He saw. Well, well, he yeah, but good stuff. Good, good stuff. But yeah, Corey um... Dillon. <laughs> oh, he he was very very good. With very, very good. Yeah, he... yeah. There you go. So um, in two thousand one, we have a really good example. There you go. <laughs> uh, do you have any drafts th- this weekend? No, I this is my one weekend off in August. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm back on for I have a I actually have an online draft during my sister's wedding, so that'll be fun. Um we have to send out sneak cat. Snake. Yeah, just, yeah, just snake yeah. online. And I'm just gonna be like, if you guys could pause it, if I'm not picking, like don't skip me. I'm obviously at a wedding and they're being pretty understanding. So that's pretty chill. And then I have my uh my Labor Day draft which was in my in-person one with the obstacle course so that'll be fun yep is it the is it the barber league yeah my barber league nice yeah everybody in the league's a barber except for me (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's one of those leagues where they call me one day and like what are you doing right now and i was like nothing like like, i'm like like, yeah sure and they're like all right cool we're drafting a fantasy team you're in right 50 bucks i was like yeah 100 percent. they're like you you said you're good at fantasy like yeah and i've won that league twice yeah i mean i mean like doesn't matter if you're a barber or not. You, you bring a, yeah. a guy in that is going to be checking it, going to be trading, going to be active yeah. every week. You yeah. you keep the guy. Oh, yeah. And I'm boys with all of them anyway. So I was like, nice. Now I'm, I was like, can I get a discount on haircuts? They're like, no. No. Like, okay. You're not you, part you, of the you, turbo you, team. You, you, <laughs> you walk. You don't run with us. <laughs> uh, good stuff. That one's yeah. a blast. The, the, uh, the obstacle course. I highly recommend obstacle course if you guys can set it up ever for any leagues. It's such a friggin' blast. Yeah, so we have the Antoine Walker camping uh, draft this weekend. This is our this is our, like oh, close to their t- our 20th year. Um, but I think our 7th or 8th year camping, we go to the same spot. It's a disgusting campground, so you can do it, w- w- whatever the fuck you want. But for our draft order, we do a power hour bingo, <laughs> which I think is a blast because everyone's taking shots of beer and 
when someone hits that bingo, it's <laughs> it's it, it's awesome. What if somebody like doesn't know the song? They just don't, well, they we don't have put the, their marker down. We have the song up. Oh, on like okay. a, a iPhone. So it's like, oh, you don't know the song. It's like, well, this is the song. Go to your sheet, mark it off. It, it's the worst. I, it was, I thought it was like more cutthroat. We're like, oh, you don't know the song? Fuck you. Like, it should be. Well, down, I mean, buddy. you'd be surprised. Like, it comes down to like one person's like, dude, like, I have one song left. Like, dude, like, that pick like 40 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> you should have been done a half an hour ago. What are you doing? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And then we just, and then we don't. So it's not dress spot. It's, it's, you know, same with you guys do. You know, yeah, you got first pick, you got pick. first se- selection. So we do that. Then we don't do it. Then we don't sh- tell the selection till the next day w- when we draft. <laughs> so we have nice. all day of like, what the fuck is Scott going to do? Is he going to go first? Is he going to go second? Could he trade it? Like, it's just, you don't know until the draft starts. That All right, put your, <laughs> put your sticker up and go kind of thing. It's fine. I like that. That's that's a good way to do it too. Keep it, keep it kind of like, yeah. I love people that look that, 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 want you know i need to know the draft order before i gotta mock mock, mock. i'm like honestly i think that's worse because you're mock 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 and then it's like shit i'm not mocks are shit dude didn't happen the the mocks are just they're not real unless you get a mock with the exact rules and the exact players in your league it doesn't matter because 12 different guys draft 12 different ways so 12 different philosophies and And unless it's the same 12 guys even even if we did the red dog draft again with the same twelve guys, the same rules, we would all have different teams. Yeah, because it's a mock. You're right. you're having fun with it. Like, oh, right. what if I pick this guy? How would that team look? I mean, it's it's good to mock, but don't get too focused on it. Like, all right, I'm getting this guy in the sixth round. I'd yeah. mocked him six times. Like, no, your league is different than that. Like, <laughs> I also ended up with like pick seven in well pick selection order seven or eight or something like that in the red dog. Um, a draft selection order ended up with pick two overall. I was like, sweet. Like I'll draft at one Oh two. Like everybody was picking the end of the draft. I don't know if it's a super flex or what, but I said, screw it. I'll just draft Josh Allen. Thank you very much. Yeah. I want beginning or end. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I knew I didn't want to be in the middle. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I had to flip seven cups in a row in order to get that. But <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was, uh, that was actually a good way to do our draft too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So explain that you had four, games you had to do i think or three I think we ended up with five we ended up adding one so it was um six shots on six cups for beer pong point per cup um then we went and did four bags in cornhole two for the hole and one for on the board um then we did pull oh yeah so we did we did polish next so one point for you had 10 throws or five throws whatever it was one point for the pole two point for the bottle and then we did flip cup point per cup flipped in 30 seconds. So there is all pretty close. And then we really spaced it out um, in the flip cup thing. But I think Rick flipped eight. I say did yeah. Rick get first? Selection? He did. He of did because he, he flipped eight and I flipped seven. But he also did great in the bags. Uh, I think he slotted three bags, which is six points right there. So yeah. between those two games, he got 14 points. And I think the, I think he finished with 17 total. Oh, shit. Yeah. Good. I did not do well in most of the events until the the flip cup thing. But I was like, line me up like 15 cups because I need all these to get to where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Daz, you can take us out. Well, Shelfies, that's another podcast in the books. Go to the website. Make sure you check out all of our stuff at topshelffantasy.com. 
If you want to be in the Listener League, make sure you hit us up on any of our recent posts at Top Shelf FNTSY on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. As always, Shelfies, we love you. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.